Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez. And, and I'm, I'm Tyler Heaton. Special guest, Mr. Tyler Heaton. We're going to be talking about The Whale. Oh, speaking of whale, Mr. Spartacus just joined us. Hey, Sparky. The Whale stars Brendan Fraser, who is amazing. We're going to be talking about his performance a lot throughout this movie because... There's not much else to say he about really it. He really saved it. He's amazing. He plays a 600-pound, morbidly obese person who is... What was his name in the film? Charlie. Charlie, yes. And basically, the very first scene we see Charlie, he's about to die. Like, he's knocking on death's door, you know? Yep. You're, I was like, wow, this is going to be a really short movie <laughs> if he died. But... I think that's on like a Sunday or something. And then his good friend tells him, who's conveniently a nurse. Talk about convenience. This guy, he has no money. He doesn't want to go to a hospital. He says he can't afford it. And so, but he has this nurse friend who has all the equipment, all the gear that you could ever need. Yeah. But she tells him his heart is giving out. He has heart failure and he probably won't survive if he doesn't go to the hospital. He'll die within a week. So then we follow him every single day. I think it's just for a week. Yeah, it's just a week. But like, you know, continuous, like it goes Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Can you read? (laughs) I can read. Okay, cool. Okay. Well. It says in in the bottom corner whenever it changes the day. And it's like white. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. It shows we really don't have much to say. No, No, that's so bad. I do have more to say. Because this movie for me was very, very emotional, but that was the point. It was meant to get your tears starting. It tried a little too hard at the end. We can get to that in a few minutes. But really, this movie is based on a play. And you can tell, correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are four characters. We got Charlie. We got the friend. The daughter. The daughter. The wife. Oh, she's... Oh, yeah, the wife. Just in the, and then... Oh, and the missionary. The missionary. And the pizza man. Yeah, sure. The pizza guy, too. Dan. But I, you know, so quickly though, I was thinking this is the perfect play because you're just in his musty apartment, yep. which you know smelled so bad because <laughs> there was just so much food laying Lots everywhere. Food. And I really haven't seen a film that portrays food in this way before. Have you? Something like so grotesque. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, there you saw me. We sat right next to each other. I had to close my eyes at points. Yeah. I, I couldn't. But then the people like two rows above us ordered some chicken fingers in the middle of it. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) like he does some gnarly things with food. It's kind of like, mainly just eats them, but well, yeah, (laughs) it's the violence of the the violence of eating is just gnarly. I mean, double pizza that gives Tai Tai energy. Okay. It's bulking season for Tyler. It's bulking season. (laughs) I feel like we're being like a little bit, a little bit insensitive about, are we? I don't know. I, I would argue the film sometimes is a little bit exploitative. Yeah, and I mean, I'm really not trying to be offensive. It's just like, it was gnarly. And it was supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Because it's not the not the entire thing. He's he's not gross for most of the no, movie no, at no. all. And you really sympathize with him mostly, even though he's very selfish. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. His performance, his character. It's There were so many little obvious things. Like, very quickly, I was like... Oh, you know, there were a bunch of points. That was one of the things that I think was one of the bigger flaws. Um, was there was just the symbolism was super obvious. The script was super obvious. I mean, the dialogue was pretty wooden. Often, I mm-hmm. felt like, um, like it just felt kind of unnatural. Though, what the script did do well is 
It created really interesting characters. I thought, didn't you think? <sighs> I thought the characters <sighs> were interesting. I, like, it was a little contrived, but I thought they were interesting. Hong Chao, who played Liz, the nurse friend. Yeah. I hated her. She was annoying, but she was interesting. How she delivered her lines, it was like someone put a gun to her head and said, act as good as you can. It was just not good, in my opinion. Yeah, but some people... Charlie, you're going to die! Like, that's how some she people, said some it. Some people are intense, I don't know. But it wasn't even that. It was just, like, not... It was wooden, yeah. her performance, in my opinion. But also, so were the... I mean, so were the lines. Fair. Yeah, I guess. It's both. I just... The only character I was actually cared about was Charlie, who had a death sentence. Yeah, but and that's just like mostly because of how, and also how like sympathetic Brendan Fraser was. His eyes. His eyes, yeah. Those big blue eyes. Oh my heavenly father. Yeah. But you know, the other character I did sympathize with was Thomas, who yeah. was played by Ty Simpkins, and this was one of his first films. Yeah, if it came out in 2017, it would have been Lucas Hedges. <laughs> Also, what am I talking about? It is not one of his first films. I just said, yeah, like, you knew what you're talking about. <laughs> he was in Avengers Endgame. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who he was in that. Never mind. But you're so right about the Lucas Hedges thing. It's so true. He plays this missionary, and I thought his character was sympathetic and interesting. It was interesting. But then at the end, I was like, what is this fella doing? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a level of, this isn't a word, but it should be contrivity. To the whole thing. Mm. Like, it's just... The whole situation was pretty contrived. It was. If you want to, like... I don't know. Spoiler alert right here. What I'm about to say... Spoiler, spoiler, Do not listen to unless you have viewed The Whale. Directed by Darren Aronofsky. (sighs) Um, The whole, like... You know, oh, he left his family for, like, his grad student and... The student's sister is also his best friend and he was gay and it was because of the church... Like there was just, and you know, the missionary turns out he's not really actually from the church like he said he was. And the daughter feels like it just, I, I, a lot of the situations just seemed like really unlikely. I know there was almost, there was too much. Yeah. Which made it interesting to watch as you learned why things were the way they were. But in hindsight, I kind of like. And you're going to kill me. But how does that much drama go down in Idaho? Hey. That's where this is set. No, no, no. There's so there can be so much think about how much no. drama there can be in small towns. There's arguably more drama in small towns than in big cities because everybody knows about everything. Uh, fair, maybe. Small towns are like the tea is sizzling. So dramatic. <laughs> okay, maybe Also, so. Idaho is a great state. I love Idaho. I've been there. It's awesome. I know you lived to I lived in northern Idaho for a year. He lived in northern Idaho for a That's year. That's my fun fact. Yeah, the worst fun fact. It's a good fun fact. <laughs> you think my fun fact's bad? What's your fun fact? My name's Olivia without That's the O. That's the worst fun fact I've ever it's heard. It's legally Livia, L I V I A. Terrible fun fact. It's just saying your name. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I love Idaho. No hate to them. But there are just so many things that go wrong in these people's lives. Yeah. I'm like, but I will say that none of this is Darren Aronofsky's fault. I thought it yeah. looked good. It was shot in four by three. The direction was good. I mean, you can only do so much. It, it was in a stinky apartment the whole yeah. time. A dark, musty apartment. You could argue that there's a little bit of an unnecessary emphasis on his body. There was a lot. Of, I, I feel like there's a fair amount of it that it was just supposed to be like, wow, look how gross this like obese man is. Did you think? I didn't think they showed. I, he was sitting down for most of it. For but there was definite like there was probably like four or five scenes where you were supposed to. Just yeah, be maybe a few out. too many. Yeah, I feel like you like yeah. Because I think the beginning introducing him and you know him reading the 
paper about Moby Dick, all of that, I was like, oh, the whale. Uh, <laughs> and they beat that to they, death. They really beat that shoddy. But, but that part, you know, it was like fascinating and shocking to see him get up, you know, yeah. like um, go to the bathroom, use the shower, whatever. But then you're right. Actually, within like on hour two, he was still getting up. Uh, and he was like, yeah, ah, yeah. Ah. This is way too, way too much of that. Yeah. I was thinking that this was Brendan Fraser's actual weight, but it was not. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. And an interesting aside about this film, at first, it was <laughs> James Corden was supposed to be oh in this movie. Oh my goodness. And Tom, Tom Ford, Ford was, was going to direct, direct it. it. If James, I could not even, <laughs> like, it would not be a movie that anybody could watch if no. James Corden was the lead. It probably wouldn't have come out. No, it would have been so shelved. Shelved. Just thrown away, not even on the shelf. <laughs> so then what? In the garbage. So then what happened was. George Clooney was set to direct it, which would have been interesting, but he wanted to use a real 600 pound man, 600 pound person, which he um, Aronofsky has gotten a lot of criticism for not using a real 600 pound person. But I will say how many actors are 600 pounds, you not know, many. and like, that's totally fine to do um, a movie with a real person. But this movie is relies so heavily on acting that like, it's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> It can't be just, it just turned into a reality show at that point. Yeah. There, I mean, there, it would not be a movie that would be worth watching if it weren't for Brendan Fraser, in my opinion. I agree. And on that note, I think he's going to win the Oscar. Yeah, what do you he think? Should, he should. I don't really like know the workings of the Academy, but yeah. he should. He, I mean, it was just. And the story, it's like a perfect, it's he's what everybody wants to, to hear. He's you know, serious role. He used to be like a... George of the Jungle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he deserves it. He yeah. made this movie. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. And I think something super interesting that I told you right after the film is the very first scene, we see him doing some compromising, horrific looking things. I don't even want to talk about it or ever think about that again. But we see that. So he's like at the lowest level yeah. right it's just like we're kind of grossed out like what are yeah. anyway so we see that and then throughout the film you like sympathizing and, with yeah. this guy and you're like don't die we love you whatever and, and it's interesting because he left his family like yes which was and and but the thing is he regretted it so much yes and so in spite of all this we still really sympathize with him which was interesting yeah i mean and talk about an uphill battle for an actor like yeah. he had to somehow turn himself into the sympathetic person and he did such a good job and, and i didn't even like i'm not a person that cares about brendan fraser no <laughs> you know no, like i don't care about him at all actually <laughs> i don't like maybe i've seen him in a couple of random things i caught a little bit of the mummy at a mexican restaurant a couple of days before with a sound off and he's in that how'd that make you feel uh it didn't look good <laughs> i've seen it <laughs> but like so i just don't care about him at all so it's not like oh you know i am sympathetic for brendan fraser and still i was like super on his team or like pretty on his team yeah i was too and oh, yeah, the acting was crazy. And let's talk about Sadie Sink, who is from Stranger Things. She's the redhead in Stranger Things. She appears, I think, starting season two. Her name's Max in Stranger Things. How many times am I going to say Stranger Things <laughs> <laughs> in the next minute? But she, this is her first like big role after the sh Stranger Things. Stranger Things, <laughs> and she plays the daughter who I will kill one day. A mean person, but she's hurt. Get it? She's hurt. That's like the whole, her whole character is like, look, look how she lashes out because she was hurt. <laughs> yeah, it was just, do, do adults not understand how people use social media? 
Yeah. Who is putting that stuff on Facebook? Yeah. It's, no, it was Instagram. It was no, it was an, Facebook. I thought it was an old Instagram. No, it was oh, Facebook. Okay. People in Idaho, though, you know. She posted this picture of her father, and she's like, I can't wait until he burns in hell. This is just on her public Facebook? Yeah, yeah. That's just not real. Yeah. That's not how people work. And I think kind of jumping off of this, even though I know we're not, we haven't finished talking about City Sync, people are talking about, like, how honest this film is. I don't think it is. I think it's... Very contrived and very false, actually. I agree. Um, and super, I mean, it's structured. It, and even Aronofsky even said this. Is an ex, he said he described it as when he was defending, you know, that he was why he was making the movie. He said it was an exercise in sympathy, which means like the whole point of the movie is to make you feel a certain feeling. Yeah. Which is exactly what it did. I um, mean, yeah. And they, I mean, yeah, like we said, we started out being kind of grossed out by this character. And, and it's super up- emotionally manipulative, too. Oh, yeah. Like, there's supposed to be parts like, now you're supposed to feel mad at the daughter. Now you're, you know, it's like, it's so reliant on you just getting these like momentary reactions out of you. Um, and, I, and I think it was really good at that. But thank um, but, God for Brendan Fraser because he's yeah. such a steady force. Yeah. Otherwise, but even, even that, like the reason he's so compelling and so you feel sympathetic for him. And I, I, when I was watching it, I was pretty taken by the spectacle. I mean, like I enjoyed watching, I, I enjoyed it while I was watching, but then by the time it got to the end, I was like, <laughs> I don't know about this, but for most of it, I was really absorbed and like yeah, really invested. Too. And even on the drive back home, I was like starting to, it started to feel kind of thin and flat in my mind. Um, so it doesn't have great staying power. I don't think, what would you say? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, I reviewed it and said like I will never watch this movie again probably. <laughs> yeah. Which is definitely not a bad thing no, necessarily, but like it didn't leave me wanting more. <laughs> it didn't leave me really wanting that what I just watched either. <laughs> I did like the performance a lot and I'm sure I'll be thinking about that for a while. Yeah. And I'll just, probably it, have that stupid Moby Dick essay stuck <laughs> in my head. I was sad for I've, the... I've thought about that part several times. It's clever. But you also just hear it like so 10 times. So many times. That's why it's stuck in our heads. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, there was some there was some parts of it that were interesting, some parts of the characters that were interesting, but, like, it wasn't that good overall. Mm. Do you think? Like, the direction was, like, mostly pretty good. The storytelling was fine. But, okay, we didn't talk about the score. The score was sometimes pretty, but other times it was just ridiculous. Just like overbearing. So yeah, and so like sentimental and emotional. Yeah, I thought the score. I mean, I'm a sucker for any score. I thought it was pretty, but it was a little too much. You know, it's like a sad scene. It's like. And I wonder again. I wonder though. I keep. I'm obsessed with like these tester audiences, but people would be. Imagine watching that. I mean, a play. There's no score, right? But imagine watching that movie with no score. It'd just be awkward. Yeah, but like, it was insane. I know, but it needs something at points. Just I don't know why. It's just duh, did. I don't know. Probably because there wasn't that much there. There, for real. <laughs> Let's talk about because you're a big religion philosophy guy. That's yeah. Tai Tai's major. Um, did you think this film was anti-religion? I don't think it was fully. Me neither. No, I thought it was more nuanced than that. Um, Aronofsky's a smart guy. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, maybe. You don't think? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's made a lot of weird movies that grapple with some weird religious yeah. elements. But that's the other thing. Like, it was a lot of... I think religion was one of the things that it grappled with the most, but even that felt kind of half-baked. A lot of the It themes, felt like more than half... It felt Less than half-baked, you mean? What? Less than half-baked? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and I think a lot of the themes, like, were just, like, really wild, 
like swings, you know, like he was watching, why was he always watching stuff about politics? Oh yeah. It was like you Donald know, Trump is, co- yeah. It's like, the, and, and there was just like some, uh, yeah, I, it was messy thematically and we didn't need to know that it was set in 2016. But the like, weird thing about it is like, I don't think that it's like necessarily the job of every film to like grapple with some big theme, but it was so clearly infatuated with like symbols and yes. like symbolism, but then it all just amounted to a jumble. Yes. And like a lot of half-baked things. You love that phrase. <laughs> it's accurate. <laughs> For me... It's not that... a food pun. <laughs> That's not nice. I said it's not a food You're pun. You're not nice. I said it's not. Whatever. For me, the reason why I don't think it is anti-religious is just because, yeah, he's like, I don't want God. He kept saying, he keeps saying that, blah, blah, blah. And all these other characters are like, I hate God, whatever. But we see how all these people turned out not well. Yeah, and, clearly they needed something. And the community, uh, and the missionary guys community, like accepts them back yes. after. Like they're non-hypocritical in that way, even though they're hypocritical and hateful in a lot of other ways. Yeah. So even though I don't think that the average um, Christian conservative mom would go see the whale in general, <laughs> I think that a lot of the average Christian conservative moms would really dislike this film really quickly. Yeah. Because I mean, for a multitude of reasons, but mm-hmm. I think one of them would be. It's anti-God. It's, yeah, which but is not a good I idea. don't think it is. No. But I think some of the parts where, you know, like the, the church killed the boyfriend. I don't know. Yeah. They didn't. Well, but I don't even <laughs> think that's what he was saying. Like, that's what she said. Yeah, but she I think said, she was wrong because we realized that it's actually her family that killed the boyfriend. Yeah. It's her dad that cut him off. Yes. Uh, I, you know, there is part of like, there is like, you know, his obsession, obsession with like the one highlighted Bible verse about like dying to the flesh or whatever. But yeah, I, I think it, like it, it, I don't think it was trying to say like that just that, like a big part of it was the family. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There were a lot of weaknesses to this film. A lot. So let's get to ratings because <laughs> do you have anything else to say about it? One of my friends, Jonathan Schneiderman had a review that I thought was, was really, he's, he's a great reviewer. He's probably never going to hear this, but Jonathan, you're a great, great reviewer. Send it to him. Okay, maybe I will. <laughs> his, his review on Letterboxd said, If I wanted to watch a play, I'd go to a theater. If I wanted to be miserable, I'd do whatever the opposite of cocaine is. And Ahab isn't a pirate. <laughs> I think that is... A, that, that's... Even though, okay, I don't think the stagey critique is ever a good critique for movies. I do. I know. We disagree on this. But I still think that's a great review. I don't think you've seen enough like plays turned into movies to understand what people are talking about I no i know i, I know i think you've only seen good ones though yeah but i know 100 percent. like i know exactly what they mean by stagey yeah but i don't think it's a bad thing like just to, it's not a you know i just don't think it's a bad thing i disagree <laughs> i don't disagree completely because like there are movies like this one one location totally fine uh, it was very stagey, but I didn't mind it. But there are just some movies. It's like just keep that on the stage. It doesn't translate to film. But I think I think it's make unfair. it something new. But I think it's unfair to like put a limitation on cinema as a medium. Like, oh, this is not good cinema because it's too close to another medium. Well, if it's just like a play, then just record the play and pirate it on YouTube. But stage productions are almost never filmed in such a way that, like, such an artful way or, like, an intentional way as movies are. Yeah, but think about, like, Hamilton, for instance. I don't know. We've both seen Hamilton live. Have you seen the Disney Plus Hamilton thing? We watched some of it for Strange Love one time, way back in the day. 
that was filmed really well. Film, it felt like I was watching a play, whatever. But if Hamilton, they're going to make a movie at some point, yeah. obviously. But how they're going to do it, I can assure you, is not going to look like the stage production. Which is, I mean, yeah, but that's, so what if it does, you know? If it does, well, then why don't, then I just watch the Disney Plus version. But, it, but there's like such a different feel for like stage acting and film acting costumes look so different makeup like i mean when, when you're watching a stage show like you see people's microphones taped to their you know like yeah i don't think it's a fair critique. okay whatever whatever that's not and the also point like the why, like what you can't you can't see you can't make a movie that only deals with four characters sitting around a table because like oh a, you definitely can but a stage uh, a, pl- a play is just four characters could be four yeah characters that's definitely so true and i'm not even talking about those those like Oh my gosh, like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? And even like that mass movie that came out recently, like those, no, those are great. But some people would be like, they're too stagey. No one says that. Because they weren't adapted from play. Actually, Virginia Woolf was a play. Definitely. No, no. (laughs) it depends on the thing. Like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, for instance, too stagey. Kind of (laughs) stinky. It's just not a fair critique. Okay, whatever. The Whale. Let's get to ratings for it. How many... Don't choose something offensive. I wasn't going to. I You're was going to choose say, something how offensive. How many Moby Dick essays would you give it? <laughs> okay, yeah. How many Moby Dick essays? I would give the whale maybe three and a half Moby Dick essays. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think about this for one second. Okay. I can just keep yapping then. I liked how the Moby Dick essay, speaking of our rating system, I did like how it started and ended the movie. I know it's so corny, but I kind of liked it. And I know I wasn't supposed to cry at the end because it was so obvious, but I cried. Well, you were supposed to cry at the end. Oh, you were definitely. But I personally wasn't because I was sitting next to Mr. (laughs) Angry over here. I was not angry. (laughs) No, you weren't at all. Okay, I have my rating. I think I'd give it three Moby Dick essays. Okay. Probably should... I mean, if it wasn't for... It, it it could be a two and a half, yeah. But I I give it a three just because it was. It was somewhat ambitious, and it somewhat paid off. It was ambitious, I would say. But it just it just wasn't that good. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell a story about the people behind us. <laughs> this mother brought her two teenage daughters to this movie, and they were distraught. This one girl is just like bawling at all the credits were rolling for yeah. like several minutes, like blowing her nose and stuff. And then I actually wrote down because I went to the bathroom right after with those people, not like in a creepy way, but I went to the bathroom and they were talking about it. And the mom, she just said. Man, that was just heinous. I mean, gorgeous, but pure torture. <laughs> I was like, eh, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. <laughs> Wait, what did she say about like how Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, okay. Gay? So then, so they're talking about this, and then this random lady who was not in our screening of the whale. She was probably watching. I don't know, like George of the Jungle. No, that wasn't out. What was it? I don't know. She was probably watching Avatar too, like everyone else who was at that cinema. Yeah, and. She was in the bathroom too, and she goes, "Oh, what film?" And so then she says, "The Whale," and she goes, "Oh, I've heard Brendan Fraser is probably going to get the Oscar for that." 
And she's like, but the Academy, they're so twisted. You know, they, they don't always give their due at the right time. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio had threatened to kill himself to get that Oscar. He told the Academy, like, I will commit suicide. And I was just shaking my head on the toilet. Like, that is not true. Oh, she said, like, if he, if he didn't get the Oscar for Revenant, he was going to kill himself. Because he almost died while he was filming it. That's what it was. You remember better than me. You didn't oh, even hear it. It was insane. Yeah, that's not true. But I think that we will be talking about this film in the future for Oscar contenders, all that good stuff on Strange Love. So on that note, follow us on Instagram at Strange Love of Media. Visit our website, strangelovemovies.com. Thank you, Ty Ty, for being a guest. Follow him on Instagram at underscore Ekblad underscore and stream all of his music on platforms at Ekblad, right? Right. We hope that you enjoyed our conversation about the whale and I'm interested to hear what y'all's thoughts are. Feel free to DM us or comment down below on the post about this film and we'll see you next time ciao ciao